0: Welcome to my podcast, NYC Gal Out, about a New York City gal who is out and about, a podcast dedicated to entertainment news and pop culture headlines. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's get into it. So let's get into Roni. What did you think about that episode? I mean, like, okay, so this is going to sound a little kooky. So let me just finish off with what I was saying um, before. So yeah. So when I was um, in working for corporate America, like, you know, even if contract negotiations were finalized with like, um, the Teamsters, which were the truck drivers, but they weren't necessarily finalized with the sales force and the sales force decided to go on strike. The teamsters would often strike in support of the sales force like even though their contracts were already negotiated so Uh yeah so that was just um that 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 was just i this all started because of the writers guild of america went on strike and now the hollywood actors and actresses are showing support for the writers and they're like basically picketing also but okay Moving on to Roni. What did you think of the episode? I really changed my opinion of Brynn in this episode because, oh my goodness, when she started talking about what a shitty childhood she had and how she grew up in poverty and, you know, she said you there was... You're to tell a,
1: me I'm right? Yeah. i like was right about it? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: I know, especially when she talked about what it was like For her as a mixed child, she said her father's black, her um, mom's white. And, you know, I I never knew she was half black. I always thought she was, like, Mediterranean. I thought she was, like, maybe Spanish or, um, or, or like, maybe Italian or something. But, like, I I didn't know she was half black. And, yeah, like, what— yeah, but when she went to get her hair done, I was like, oh, okay. Then I see it because she had her hair like straight and blow. Um, she she gets it blown out, so you can't really tell that she, her hair is like naturally curly, like very very curly. Mhm. She's beautiful. She is. Is your is your daughter's hair like that? Like, does she have the same um, hair? It's
1: it's probably probably I would say probably tighter maybe i mean i didn't really get to see her whole hair because they kind of just washed it and it seemed very straight even though she said she hadn't had a relaxer in like eight years did you understand
0: that no but i did see the baby picture that she put up that girl had an afro you didn't see the baby
1: picture i saw that yeah she, she yes. had an afro <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Did she say if she had brothers or sisters? She has
0: one brother and one sister. And then when Jenna asked her, so who do you introduce when you're introducing your family? She said, my brother or my nieces and nephews. So I don't know if she doesn't talk to her sister anymore. But, you know, um, during her backstory, she said that her mom was a teenage mom and that she said there was a lot of abuse and neglect. She didn't really go into it. And then I was kind of glad that she stood her ground when the producer in the confessional was trying to push her to tell her story and you know obviously her childhood was probably very traumatic to her and she was like nope i'm I'm not going to talk about it we could talk about how i feel and how that makes me feel but i'm not going to talk about it and she was adamant and i i I don't know i feel like they're building
1: i feel like they're building up to something almost though like she's gonna drop something on that by the end of this conversation because they kind of left, left us hanging like they were in the middle of the party
0: well they were in the middle of a party
1: <laughs> they were in the middle yeah, of the dinner the Thanksgiving. yeah the Thanksgiving that's I, where they left the middle of the episode like, I mean, she was explaining it but she wasn't done I felt like did you?
0: no she definitely wasn't done and and look she I, I have a whole different outlook on Brynn I'm, I'm really starting to soften on her and the, the thing is, like, when she, you know, and here's something she she said, and and it really like my heart just I, I really felt it in my heart when she said that she grew up in white ass, Indiana, and everybody in her school was white. And she said that growing up, she never wanted anyone to know that she was black.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt terrible that she felt that way. I know that you lived in in, in in Indiana. What did you think? What was your experience living there?
0: It is white ass Indiana. I would say like <laughs> I would say like ninety seven percent of the population is white. I am no, so serious. Uh, yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah.
1: Where yeah. did you live at? What was like the closest big city? Are
0: the closest like, the closest big city was Indianapolis. I was only like thirty minutes away from Indianapolis and it was like white. White 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 so <laughs> but um but she said that you know some lady told her grandma to take her to like a beauty shop in South Bend and that was like really the only sense of community that she had with like um the black yeah. community that like she I know yeah it was crazy I loved
1: that. Love that
0: and then um yeah, you know when when she was trying to like I I could see like the other girls were trying to get more info out of her, but she really had a hard time. And here's the thing I like I I know that this is a reality show and everything, and and you know of course you know there there's stuff that like producers are wanting you to talk about, and I'm sure there are producers telling the other ladies will like get her to talk about it and stuff like that. But obviously Brynn had a very traumatic childhood and when you're not ready to talk about your trauma, like some people just don't want their traumas. Like even if it is a reality show and even if it's it is something that you signed up for, you know, some traumas you just don't want to talk about. And as she, she did let us know a little bit about it. She said, you know, when it was fucked up, it was really fucked up. There was a lot of abuse and neglect. And, and you know, she said she, she didn't really go into like a lot of it but she said that i think one thing she said was that nobody changed her diaper for like six
1: days for something I, I didn't know if i understood that correctly or not because i hear yeah. stuff like that all the time because of my job like yeah. and I, it was nice to like see other people because like the shock on aaron's face mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. like L- the literal shock on her face was like you could just see like she had never experienced that. Yeah,
0: well i the, the I counter. think anybody I think anybody who would be able to relate to her would be Saab because in episode three, in the last episode, Saw basically said that you know she moved out when she was sixteen because you know her mom was renting a room in an apartment, not even an apartment. She was just renting a room in an apartment. And there was just like nowhere for her to physically be, so she moved out, and she was like basically homeless at one point. So I I think if anyone understood Bryn, it would be Sa. And like, um, in in the kitchen when Sa was talking to her hus uh, to her husband David, she said, you know, like Bryn grew up really poor, Section Eight welfare, and David was like basically like you, and and Sa said, yeah. Like, like me, so I I think they that there is that connection that they have with each other. Um, but I hear that Saw and Brynn are no longer that close.
1: Mm-mm, what happened? Tell me everything. Oh, I, 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 I don't know what
0: happened. I, I don't know what happened, but but you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know if they're saving it up for like some f- season finale or something, but like, yeah, that's like the word is that they are no longer close they i i don't know if it's an actual legit falling out or if it was just something that is like you know because a lot of this shit is like so produced like even even in and even in this episode when they were asking jenna like well why did you say that if you didn't mean it for that to be like blah 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 and jenna was like i don't know just old lady brain i guess you know (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. I I felt they like they were, were trying kidding. to throw I felt like they were trying to throw Jenna under the bus. So I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you think so? Yes, like when the producer was like, "Well, why did you say it if you didn't think it was meant that way?" Because Jenna Jenna actually came to Jesso's defense because when Aaron was retelling the whole story about the cackling hags and whatever um jenna actually said well no 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 i don't think she meant it the way you guys are taking it as," and yes. and so she you know she was she wasn't trying to like stir shit up because she she even said you know i think you guys are taking it the wrong way i don't think she meant it the way you guys are taking it and then the producer was like well why did you say it if you didn't think it was going kind to of blah 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 well,
1: I figured that'll be the last time she told Aaron something.
0: <laughs> I think so. But I, Jenna's still my favorite. Jenna's still my favorite. I am starting to really soften on Brynn, especially for this episode. Girl, I legit cry. I did.
1: I know. I love her. And I like, I just, I posted about her a couple of days ago when she liked my post. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I legit cry. Okay. Saw, I was not too crazy about in this episode because right off the first scene that we saw in this episode, she was like, where is breakfast? I expected it to be done like an hour ago, like, you know, and then she did not like Aaron Shashuka. All the other ladies, even Gesso, was saying how much they loved the Shashuka and... Saw so had like this really disgusted look on our face. <laughs> so, uh, of course, you know, I also noticed that Jenna was the only one who offered to help uh, Aaron when oh, Aaron was gosh. making the shashuka. Um, Jenna was the only one that said you know can I help you with anything and yeah so I don't know Jenna's that my was really nice Yeah, shirt. and it was really nice because she also bought Erin um, a gift for being, a, for being the hostess
1: yeah. I know she is very thoughtful. She buys her friends a lot of gifts. I
0: feel. Like. Girl, that cashmere was a thousand dollars. I don't know if she. It was like nine hundred. It was like nine hundred and fifty dollars. So it was basically a thousand dollars. Yeah, and then we okay. So we see a little bit more of the husbands. We saw David and Pats, uh, Pavit. I think that's how you say his name. I really love David in this episode because. When Brendan saw was talking about you know Jessel not having any sex since like before she yeah. got pregnant, David was like, "Well, look, I'm I'm a man, you know, and and so I can't speak from the perspective of a woman because I've never given birth, but you know, to give birth to two babies, not just one." And then he just he was like just like the voice of reason so much. Common sense and saying, look, they're probably exhausted. They're parents. They're exhausted. They got two kids. I, I felt like it was really weird that David was able to be sympathetic to that and saw being a mother herself. was <laughs> <Did> It seem, <laughs> seemed like it was kind of like outrageous that, oh, my God, they haven't had sex or something. I don't even know.
1: So. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I actually said that today, too, on my review. I was like, I love the way he was looking at the situation because like two kids like i mean i can't imagine that like i literally cannot imagine that and she said like they're both working from home and i wondered, do they have help do they have an au pair or a nanny like how could they both work from home and have the children i think the mom mom. watches
0: i I think the mom watches
1: Mm, got you yeah um yeah, but I completely understand. But now um, it seems like they're going to be going out on it. Like, she made a joke to him about, you know, going out. And then the ladies, meanwhile, are, like, trying to set something up for her. So I wonder what's going to happen with that.
0: I don't know, but I really love David in in that scene, in that episode. And he's a good-looking guy. He's, like, very, you know, he has, like, that New York City refined look. Like, I, I, I like him a lot. I also like Pavik because when... Um, Jessel, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, but anyway, when Jessel was um, retelling the Weekend Hamptons getaway to Pavi you know, she was telling her side of the story, and Pavee actually said, well, you know, sometimes the way you say things, you don't realize how it comes across, and again, I felt like another scene where the husband is just really, you know, like hitting it on the nail, and really like like just really being like the the voice of reason and common sense and everything
1: yes yeah. i thought he was really enduring in that scene as well and they were cute they're a cute couple together they're cute
0: they are so okay so we're going to wrap this up um anything else about the Rony season 14 episode 4
1: um i'm trying to think i thought it was a good episode overall but again i agree with you that it seems like we've seen them in the hamptons like um for like three episodes now can we get something else what well, they did
0: what well, you know these are filler episodes because they had to delete all the scenes i mean not delete but they they're not they're not airing any of the scenes with lizzie in it so that's why we're getting all these filler episodes because they're already in thanksgiving they they filmed a lot of scenes with lissy in it i mean she didn't she didn't make it all the way to the end of the season but she was in like they started filming in september so she was in all of like the september october and yeah so like they they have like so many episodes that they're not airing because she's in it so that's why we're getting like these like drawn out episodes of like freaking Hamptons and stuff (laughs) because normally it would just be one episode and then they would be done but you know
1: I just wanted to add also last week I think we talked about that we hadn't seen Bryn's house like she was the only one we had seen her apartment and she actually posted um I think it was Domino magazine did a spread of her apartment and she posted it with this really cute um like it just said like thank you for you know coming to my little humble rented corner of New York you know like she was very and it was very beautiful I mean I don't think people that don't live in New York City or maybe haven't been there don't understand like how much space you know is different in New York City than it is in other places you know Like yes. closet wise and and that but it's very beautiful so if you want to check those out they're on my Instagram HWS number
0: two yeah i i saw those pictures i i i wonder why i mean i don't know if maybe her apartment is too small for like a filming crew i
1: wonder
0: and and maybe that's why they they have been um, filmed in her apartment it could just be that there's not enough like there's physically not enough space for a filming crew to move around because you have to understand it's a filming crew and then there's like literally somebody holding like a big ass mic I'm oh like,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, That's true. And it's like, what you have to get, if you live in like an HOA or something, what you have to consider like your neighbors if you were going to bring a film crew in like that?
0: And they might, but when you have a film crew, it's not just one person. It's because right. it's, it's like usually a few people. and they, cause, Yeah, because they need to get different angles. And then there's like right. literally somebody with like a long ass like stick with a microphone hanging over it and they're like you know lighting and everything they have to set up lighting um so I don't know if maybe it is just too physically small like cramped for for them to film in there but I did see something where she said something like she wasn't able to get permission um so I I'm, I'm not really sure but
1: yeah but yeah so the picture they're
0: yeah yeah it did it did but you know i i mean i i don't know we don't know the logistics of it but i i am starting to like bryn a lot but yeah okay i hear my kids screaming in the background <laughs> okay so um oh uh, so we found out about lissy savaski right because we couldn't uh yeah. our last our last episode we didn't know why the hell lissy left um and and then you found out some more information I found out some more information so the narrative that she had put out there and you know Bravo is very gracious when they do this because Bravo really lets housewives put out whatever narrative they want about why they're not um asked back or why they were fired or why they were made a friend of or why they were just freaking edited out completely. <laughs> so they're they're very gracious when it comes to that. And the narrative that Lissy had put out was that she was getting a lot of anti-Semitic attacks online. But then I said that didn't really make sense because Aaron's an Israeli Jew. So how how come? Like why wasn't Aaron getting attacked? And then um I said I was going to Google this to find out more information. And then you had also f- found out info about it. And so what we found out was that Lizzie, her husband, Dr. Era no, not Aira. How, how do you even say his name? Ira? I think it's Ira. Dr. Ira Savaski. he's a plastic surgeon. Um, apparently, Lizzie is like a Orthodox Jew. She's a mash maker, which that is an actual occupation in the Orthodox Jewish community. Um, her and Bryn were having some sort of conversation and Bryn had asked uh, Lizzie to like, Kind of match her up with a Jewish guy, but Lizzie was trying to explain to her that you know, even though she has no problem with uh, Gentiles dating Jews, that you know she prefers to set Jews up only with Jews um, because to preserve the Jewish lineage. I I understood, I understood what Lizzie was trying to say, and the reason why I understand is just for the fact that like, um, you know, for a while I actually had an. Jewish boyfriend he was he wasn't orthodox in the sense that you know he he wasn't whatever but he he did he did keep kosher he did celebrate the high holidays and he did go to Senegal and all that other stuff i mean like this guy would not even eat a cheeseburger at mcdonald's he would not like eat lobster he would not eat bacon so he did keep kosher and he was a practicing jew even though he wasn't orthodox so i i do understand what Lissy was trying to explain to Bryn in that sense, because what a lot of people don't realize is that you are considered Jewish if your mother is Jewish. Like if your mother is, if your mother is Jewish, then you are automatically considered Jewish. And a lot of people don't understand that they they're not familiar with the religion. So I could see how someone like Bryn who grew up in Indiana wouldn't I mean, cause look, I, I told you I just recently moved from Indiana. Like Indiana is like ninety-seven percent white. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she Bryn would not understand, you know, like the Jewish faith and stuff like that. So I, I couldn't understand how like, you know, Bryn would have taken it like a, a certain way and that it would have been hard for Lissy to try to explain it. But that wasn't where it went sour. Where it went sour was that um, supposedly what happened was that Lizzie had like retold the story to her husband and then the husband um, felt a certain way about it. And then the husband went to producers to tell them, uh, to retell the story. But here's the problem. In between that conversation with Lizzie and Bryn, supposedly the N word was dropped. Like they mm-hmm. Yeah, like they like they actually said the N word, but
1: I during was told filming? that th-
0: th- during filming, the N word was dropped, but it was set first by Bryn. Now, he- here's something I want to say about that. Bryn is half black, so maybe she felt that she um you know maybe she felt that it was okay for her to say it because that is a part of her community her culture whatever and look i mean i i personally would not ever say it because i am not part of the black community so i i feel like you know that was not something that would ever be appropriate for me to say but i do see this argument a lot within the black community how some people say that you know um it, it's okay for them to say it because that's, you know, that that's them taking back the word or that's them, you know, like, um,
1: yeah, I would like have to hear the context yeah. of what their conversation was like. Like, what do you mean she used it? Like, she used it first, like, three days earlier or she used no, it she first? Used- when they were-
0: Arguing. Like, like, th- like they were like they were trying to explain. Like, so this all started because Bryn wanted to be like matched with a Jewish guy, right, and Lizzie right. was just trying to explain it. And then, what happened was like Bryn was saying, "Well, that kind of sounds like you know," uh, she was saying, "Well, that kind of sounds like how like the Nazis would explain it." I mean, those were not her exact words. I'm just paraphrasing and and whatever. So nobody quote me on this because those are not her exact words, but. The gist of it was that she was trying to um say that you know well what you're trying to explain to me sounds like something that like a nazi would try to explain it was very like reminiscent of like the whole Siggy margaret freaking fight over yeah that. so it was like very similar to that and look you know, we all know Margaret Joseph felt a certain way, and we all know that Siggy Flicker felt a certain way about that whole Holocaust thing being bought up and whatever, and all that other stuff. So it was like very reminiscent of that whole okay. scenario. And but the thing was that Bryn, when she was trying to explain herself to um, Lizzie, Bryn had used the N word, and maybe Bryn felt comfortable using it because she is. Half black, and and maybe she felt comfortable using that. But then, when the story was being retold by Lizzie's husband to the producers, Lizzie's husband, Ira Savaski, he had used the word to retell it to the producers, which made the producers feel uncomfortable. And that was when you know there was like talk about, 20, yeah.
1: 23, I mean people to do a little
0: bit better. I know, I know. But yeah, Yeah. so that, yeah, that was just like, you know, getting a little bit more into how come Lizzie Sabosky is MIA, because we're like, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, her whole narrative about anti-Semitism online didn't really... Makes sense because Aaron is an Israeli Jew. So, like, why was she only getting targeted? Like, what does yeah. that
1: say about a person who like fakes anti Semitic? Like, that's, I mean, that's not cool either, you know, because there are people that actually, like, you know, there was a woman I saw her comment and she was like, like, they, she's like, we, I used to be able to go down, I think she lived in New York City and she was like, I could go down and vote at the synagogue down the street. But because of like so much political, you know, violence and she's like, they closed it. Like I can't vote there right now. And it was like yeah. kinda sad.
0: So. Well well they're saying well what well, they are saying that, you know, that she did experience online, you know, hate and and, and stuff oh, like that. that. Oh, yeah. She so so that so that did happen, but that alone, okay. yeah, but that alone was not the reason for oh. why She's MIA. That was the narrative that she was putting out there. You know, she's saying that she stepped back or quit or whatever because of that. But the whole story, the full context is that, you know, that alone was not the reason. That there was something more like, I I guess, politically incorrect behind the scenes. And and that was the full picture. Yeah. So that, I mean, you know, that, that was just why like the... That was just why, like, Rony, really makes no freaking sense where we're missing, like, so many scenes and everything. Because, like, even with the Hamptons, they drew out the freaking... The Hamptons was only a weekend getaway, but they drew it out for three episodes, which I normally...
1: Knew. you would, Yeah. A-
0: and so they had to fill it in because they had to cut out all those... Scenes, all those episodes with Lizzie in it, and that's why, you know, like it just kind of felt like we just jumped right into it, and and wasn't really any backstory or anything. So, yes. Gotcha. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we're going to get into it.